You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. (laughs) Hope y'all enjoy. In this episode, we're going to talk about high self-esteem. We always talk about it being the key to living your best life. But if it's so great to have high self-esteem, how do we actually raise it? Hey, y'all. Happy Monday or whatever day it is that you're listening to us. Hope you enjoy your Labor Day or did enjoy your Labor Day. Um, supposedly, it's supposed to be a day off. I sent my uh, I sent my team a fake email. I was like, hey, uh, enjoy your Labor Day, but I might be sending some emails. But <laughs> I was like, you don't have to worry about it, but I hope they worry about it. But not really, but kind of. Yeah, not really, but kind of. I was like, uh, but- I'm going to still be sending stuff. Don't worry about it. Don't be pressed. You know, but if you want to respond. I'm I'm open. My email box is open for you. Right. If you want to go ahead and do them tasks, <laughs> go ahead and labor it out. Shoot, I haven't even looked at my email yet. Let me go ahead and look. Mm, that's real. <laughs> Loki, I might end up not even doing nothing, but I need to, so we'll see. Man, today I didn't do much, and it was so nice after such an eventful, it's okay, after so, such an eventful week that I've had, it's so nice to actually take time to rest and to not feel obligated to do things like I know I have things to do but it's not like I can't get them done tomorrow so it's nice to be able to take some time for myself Mm -hmm. yeah that's good um what have you been so busy with or what's been going on so I won a free ticket so shout out to me in Mm -hmm. abundance in the universe (laughs) um they sent out an email and they were like you know if you because the tickets are $700 so I went to this conference called mind body um it's called bold and they have a bold conference they've had it for like five Mm -hmm. years and if you don't know about mind body if you Go get waxed if you go to a massage um, therapist, if you go to get your hair done, your nails done, if you go to a gym, most likely they use mind body software. So they're valued over at over like two point five or like three billion dollars. And so they're this huge giant in the industry. And every year they host a conference to kind of bring up the morale of all the people in the holistic health and wellness industry, but also they mm-hmm. share their data, which I think is the biggest and most important piece because they have access to all these people all over the world and they share their data about like, what are the trends? What are people doing? Where are people, where are things going? They give their forecast for the year. They have their CEOs come and talk. I got to talk to the CEO of mind body. He was awesome. He asked me about my company. Like it was a great experience, but I also haven't been around that many people in one space in a very long time mm-hmm. and I'm exhausted <laughs> excuse me did it feel like um you did a lot of networking or was like the kind of environment where it's like you had to be smiling and you know talk to everybody I think it's a little bit of both like so they have a mix of business and fitness classes mm-hmm. and wellness like I did a sound bath that was phenomenal um but you do have to be on because people we have big ass name tags and people are like hey Carly what's holistically dope and right. so you feel like oh, being shit. extra oh, conferences hey. always want to be extra Good like, God. come on now I'm but just you know, here to learn take look, some notes I'm grateful I'm waiting for them to email me about the iPad that I've won oh yeah um, <laughs> so I'm just yeah but it's really nice and I'm glad that that we're talking about self-esteem today and tying that all together i'm reading a book right now by neville goddard he's like an old school motivational speaker so think tony robbins but back in like the 50s and 60s and he said um something to the effect of true self-worth and self-value and self-esteem is whenever you're able to go through a whole day lying in bed and not feeling bad about yourself not feeling bad about doing anything or having done not not having done things and i was like wow like that's a real thought to not think any less of yourself or to feel anxious or bad about laying in bed all day and not doing anything. 
Mm-hmm. And so is, are you saying that because that's what you did after the conference? Um, I'm saying that because I did lay in bed today and I had mm-hmm. quite a few thoughts of, damn, I should be doing these things. But um, I think I'm getting to the point where I don't equate them with my worth, which is really nice. But I still probably should have did a couple. It's okay. I'll get on them tomorrow. <laughs> That's good. Um, and did you connect with these people that you met on LinkedIn? Did you get, like, a lot of business cards and stuff? I did get a lot of business cards. Um, a lot of people, which I did not have business cards. Apparently, that's still a thing, like, physical business cards mm-hmm. that people need, even though they have my website and other stuff, which is okay. But um, a lot of people were very excited about my company and, like, oh, we want to bring you into new trainings. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. here's my email. Write this down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, I don't I don't think cards are that important um, as much. But I just get other people's information. That way I can at least control um, the communication next time. So I can look for them online or I can send them an email or whatever. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, if you just give people your stuff and it's like, you might hear from them, you might not. Um, so that's good. Then if you're able to make a lot of good connections. Very much so. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Well, like Carly already said, um, today we are going to talk about self-esteem. And really it's kind of the core of everything we ever talk about. We always end up mentioning it or it plays a part in the recipe of um, having a great life, self-love, et cetera. But, you know, sometimes with these topics, it's like, okay, it sounds cool. Having high self-esteem is awesome. But, you know, if you're not quite there, like what do you literally do to like raise it? What, how can you actually make your self-esteem higher Um, So I wanted to tackle that and think about that. And one thing I liked about this episode is, like, I really actually just thought about, like, what things really actually make your self-esteem high. And I actually wrote, like, most of the things down before I started trying to research. Um, And then I saw a lot of the things that I wrote down. So I was like, okay, like, you know, it feels kind of good now where you can think around and ideate around um, these things and really come up with actual to-dos. Because in this talk about, becoming a better person and all of those things. I think it's just very easy to, um, and, and even with like work or with any, with any task, it's like very easy to talk about the things to do without actually talking about the actual steps of things to do. Um, so that's what we're going to do today. Man, I feel like it's so many times, like people probably buy courses or do different things where here are some ways to do this and they don't actually tell you what the thing is. And so mm-hmm. we were talking about this in an episode, probably like maybe three, four episodes ago. And I was like, wow, how do you actually raise your self-esteem? Like, where do you even start? Because we all talk about it. We know it's important. But what is it? Like, what is even self-esteem? I would say your self-esteem is how you feel about yourself um, in the most general sense what about you Mm -hmm. I would say something similar I would say to like what worth or value you give yourself like you hold yourself um like how you hold yourself and to what esteem can't use the word and I know that's so how you feel about yourself but Um, also like what worth or value you give yourself like how worthy are you to yourself yeah um I would agree with that so and I think that's important because your self-esteem, if it's how you feel about yourself or what you believe to be true about yourself, um, you know, we hear and can see as examples many times how what you're thinking, what you're believing is kind of that cornerstone of, like, now how do I act or how I speak, what I do. And now because of how I act, speak, what I do, it's what opportunities am I getting or how do I progress in this world. And so I think that making sure that you do believe good things about yourself, do believe that you are worthy of everything or whatever it is, um, what happens is you end up actually working towards making that a reality. 
Um, and so, of course, like your brain always wants to make you right. Whatever you think and whatever you're like telling yourself, your brain wants to make you right. Um, you know, when you're thinking about um, like, oh, man, I never do well on a test or whatever, like because you kind of ne- like think that way, you're like, oh, I might as well not study. And then you don't do well. And you're like, yeah, see, and you make yourself right. But that happens in the positive way as well. So to be less self-limiting, I think um, it makes sense to really pay attention to your self-esteem. Man, and it's so funny because I didn't even read like what you wrote about that. I just wrote my own like and just thought about self-esteem and how you see yourself is how you see the world. And like our reticular activation system, like if you've ever bought a car and then started to see your car everywhere or whatever you're thinking, whatever narratives you have end up being self-fulfilling um, because you think about them so much and then that becomes the lens which you see the world like, man, I, I'm always late. And then all of a sudden you're always late or I'm always the person that everybody comes to, but they never want to help out and do these things. And then you start acting that in, mm-hmm. a, in a way. And so it's funny because we said the same exact thing. But I think truly how you view yourself is how the world ends up viewing you. Why would that you. be? Because that's what you're looking I don't, for. I don't so. think how you view the world reflects how the world views mm-hmm. you but i think how you view the world reflects your experience in the world well but that's what i'm saying so for example if i think that um everybody's always judging me and then therefore in my brain because but that doesn't mean we are no but that's the thing so in my brain if i start to act like defensive and and trying to guard my movements and feeling like y'all are judging me like y'all might not actually be judging me but how i start to act causes y'all to react in a way where I'm like, see, they are judging me Mm -hmm. and they're always doing this. And so it it inevitably does become like some type of Mm self-fulfilling prophecy. Not saying that the people are actually doing those things, but the way you're acting towards them is going to make them react in a way that it kind of feels like they Mm -hmm. are. And your self-esteem is important also because it plays a role in how you let people treat you as well. So when you're talking about dating or friends or family, um, if your self-esteem is lower, then you don't believe the best things about yourself. So it's not weird with somebody's cussing you out or it's not weird if somebody says oh you're a loser or whatever they do to mistreat you um and you feel like oh well that's just kind of who I am and where I am and in that same vein again if you think about you know relationships in a certain way if you view yourself in a certain way in whatever space you're in inevitably like it starts to interweave into every part of your life and it affects how like you approach people how you react to them and how you experience them and so your lens very much controls how your life goes. How would you say your self-esteem is now if you had to assess yourself? Um, like on a scale of 1 to 10 or just in general? Um, I, I, would in say, general. I would say my self-esteem now is probably the best it's ever been, and it feels good. really good. Yeah. Um, it, it took me a long time to get here, so I would say for me raising my self-esteem hasn't been easy because it's a journey of unlearning and relearning and processing and letting go and opening up and being vulnerable and all these things. Mm-hmm. But um, it feels really nice to, you know, have worth in myself that's not dependent on others. And I think that that took a while for me. So I'm, I feel like I'm in a good place. Where do you feel like you mm-hmm. are on the scale? Uh, I feel like I'm in a good place, but I don't really know how to answer, like, outside of saying, like, yeah, it's good. Because, or, or maybe because I don't recall ever having a time, maybe I wasn't aware enough, but, like, I don't recall ever having, like, a time where I'm looking back, like, oh, man, I, my self-esteem was so bad, um, or anything like that. Um, but I can look back at maybe particular ways I was acting in certain mm-hmm. types of situations and maybe can see now, like, in hindsight, how that's a reflection of, you know, how I probably, like, felt that's what I, you know, that's the best I could do or whatever. 
But I literally also never recall ever thinking like this is the best I can do because that's not how I think really. Yeah. Um, I would say I would say probably not me either. And sorry to interrupt you. I know you're going somewhere, but I had a um, conversation with somebody this weekend or this week at the conference, and um, a young lady who was at the conference was like, "Wow, like the conversations we're all having like are so elevated. Like the people I hang around." They're so derogatory. Like, they're always mm-hmm. picking at me. They're always doing these things. And yeah, I don't even know out. what that is. Man, I'm like, baby girl, I don't even. I've right. been, first of all, I've <laughs> never had that issue. But second I of all. I ain't even been there. But, it's, it, you know, it took her to say that for me to realize, mm-hmm. like, my experience is not normal. Mm-hmm. And how healthy my relationships are, I guess, is not everybody else's experience. Because I'm kind of in a bubble where we're all working on ourselves and doing stuff. And so when people say that, it kind of shakes me into the realization that, you know, a lot of people probably are in situations where, you know, they might not say they have bad self-esteem, but if they look at the people in their lives and the way they treat them, mm-hmm. they might deduce like, oh, wow, maybe I'm not actually caring mm-hmm. for myself in the way that I should because I'm letting people treat me like this or talk to me like this, where mm-hmm. I'm settling for these relationships where I'm not appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the best indicators. Yeah, or if you look at your environment and it's like, I don't want to be doing this, I don't want to be doing that, or mm-hmm. you're just kind of settling for certain things that may be part of that as well. That's a... It's a good thing, thing to think about. I don't know if I would say, like, this isn't necessarily normal. I don't really know what normal is. I don't I, I don't, I don't want to say it's real. normal either for, like, everybody to be, like, getting cut down all the time either. But everybody does have different experiences. So mm-hmm. you do kind of have to reflect on your own life. Um, but let's talk now about, like, how you, as a listener, how you can assess your current self-esteem. Um, and so now as we go through these two, I'll kind of think about it for myself. Um to see if these change, like how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is basically some things you can look at, excuse me, to assess if your self-esteem is pretty good or if it could use some work. So the first thing is confidence. Do you feel confident managing your day-to-day? I do. I feel very confident in managing my day-to-day, and I feel like I haven't always, so it's nice to be able to notice a shift in the positive direction mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. What about the you? Sec- um, same. The second one is control. Do you feel a lack of control over your life and what happens to you? Yeah, no, I feel pretty in control of the things that I can control. (laughs) The third one is comparison. Do you catch yourself comparing yourself to others regularly or wondering why you don't have a thing or wishing you did? This is the first one where I would say I can at least slightly identify because for sure, you know, not that I sit around and like literally say it like that, but for sure I'm like, man. Wish I could be chilling or wish I was doing this or wish I had that. So, of course, I think that's supernatural. Um, the other one's not at all. Comparison, sure. Definitely, like, you feel some kind of way when you scroll or see certain things. Um, the fourth one, asking for what you need. Do you let yourself live in lack instead of asking for what you need? I think that's a big one. That's a big one. Like, people, for a lot of reasons, don't like asking for help. And so being able to voice that in whatever capacity, like, emotional, financial, whatever it is, like, are you able to advocate for yourself? And if you don't, and if you're not letting yourself be abundant when you could or when you could ask, that kind of reflects you feeling like where you are is where you belong. Mm. Uh, So that's kind of how that, I would say that kind of ties in. Like, if you don't, if you're not, I don't want to say if you're not trying, but if you don't have to be where you are, but that's where you're kind of staying, you feel like, that's where you need to be. Um, or if you're thinking like, oh, I don't want to bother this person or um, things like that, is you also putting other people in a higher space than you. Mm-hmm. So those reflect kind of having a lower self-esteem when it's not necessarily any kind of hierarchy there. 
The fifth one is worry and doubt. How often do you spend time worrying about you making the wrong choices or second guessing yourself? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not wrong choices. I don't think there are wrong choices. I think there are different choices. Um, but, I mean, obviously there are some wrong ones. <laughs> but I'm talking about in the grand scheme of things. Most things are just like either or. It's not really right or wrong. It just is different. Like, oh, I shouldn't have taken a nap. I should have did this. Yeah. It could be or, a, a lot of different levels. Or even like, oh, should I have taken this client? Should I not? You could mm-hmm. or you couldn't. And then you just kind of go two different ways. I and mean, it's not mm-hmm. right or wrong or otherwise. Um but I do sometimes second guess, like, oh, man, should I say something or should I do something differently? So I feel like that's also a human mm-hmm. response. But I think a big part of self-esteem is being able to trust yourself and trust your decisions in the moment. Like, if you're doing the work, like, that's part of it, like, trusting that you did everything you could at the moment. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even more than that, if you're second guessing yourself or if you're like, oh, man, maybe I should have did this or should have said that, that you didn't honor yourself in that time. Mm-hmm. You didn't honor what you actually needed or what you wanted in that time. And you let yourself kind of diminish, um, for whatever reason. Um, maybe a tiny bit with that, but not, not, you know, ask how often you spend time worrying. So it's not crazy long. Um, the next one, accepting positive feedback. Do you shy away when receiving a compliment? Yeah. Sometimes with that, but definitely can definitely more aware of those types of things, Mm -hmm. right? You can kind of catch it. Yeah. And don't, don't be like, no, man. Or yeah, try to, like, deflect you. No, that was all Lexi. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm not, that's gotten a lot better because you really start to be aware of that once you once you hear about it. Mm-hmm. Um, self-talk. How often are you talking to yourself about your flaws? Man, so, again, at the conference, shout-outs to the conference, um, mm-hmm. Jamila Jamil was a speaker, and I kind of knew who she was, but not really. Mm-hmm. But after hearing her talk, I was like, wow, I'm a fan. Like, she is a phenomenal, phenomenal advocate, and she really speaks her mind. But her biggest thing was – um anytime she catches herself like saying something about her body or her acting or her thoughts or you should have done this she's like no I'm not gonna think that and she like stops herself like no I'm really not gonna talk about myself like that like I'm really going to think about myself like somebody I love like I've been holding myself down for so long and I've been treating myself like shit and so it's like how can I love myself and give myself space and she was like it sounds really you know nominal like oh you're just gonna stop a thought but when you stop you know, those, and you start to watch the way you talk to yourself, like, it's so important the way you speak to yourself every day. Mm -hmm. And if self-esteem is how you feel about yourself and your worth, then why would you talk to yourself any old way? Um, Another way to assess your self-esteem is hopeful. Are you hopeful and optimistic about the future? Mm -hmm. Perpetually. Mm -hmm. The next one is boundaries. Do you hold your boundaries up or do you let people bust them up? Baby, that's one of the hardest um, because... If you begin to respect yourself and love yourself, people can start to fight against boundaries, especially if you've never had them, because they're not used to them. And then that makes you feel bad. But then you realize that that's also another facet of holding other people's emotions higher than your own. Like, man, I don't want to upset them, Mm -hmm. but I know this is upsetting me. But that's why you have a boundary. It is okay Mm -hmm. to upset people. It is not your job to regulate their emotions whenever you're standing in what you need. And that has been a big lesson for me to learn. Mm -hmm. That's good. And then the last one is people-pleasing, always putting other people before yourself. Um, if you feel like you are, then you may need a little work on your self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So when you look at all these from confidence, control, comparison, asking for what you need, so having your boundaries, people-pleasing, et cetera, <clears throat> it's really about, you know, are you treating yourself the way you would like for other people to be treating you? Are you treating yourself in a positive manner? Um, And are you putting yourself first to a degree, which I think that everybody really should put themselves first, even when it comes to like family and Mm -hmm. your kids, all that stuff. Like 
you have to put yourself first to be at your best and to, um, I don't want to say perform, but to implement, to, to get things done, to help other people to do anything. Um, and so it's important to be your own biggest fan because it's also, it's like your life. And it's so funny when you think about like, bro, this is my life. Like why would I waste any time not being my own biggest fan? But we aren't a lot of times. And we waste so much time and for like people with kids or families or other people, you're like, you know, I can't put myself first. But by you doing that, you're setting an example for everybody else in your life to value themselves first. Mm -hmm. And I think the world would be such a better place if we all did that. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to talk about real ways to raise your self-esteem. These are things you can actually do, um, tangible ways that you can start to see a higher self-esteem. Mm -hmm. The first one, and some of these are just ones that I wrote. But the first one, I think I just wrote this one, is teach something. Um, when you teach somebody something, and I'm not just talking about, like, walk up to somebody and just start, like, talking about stuff that nobody asked you for. Um, but if you can teach a class, if you could tutor somebody, if you could lead a workshop, um, if you could call your mom and talk to her about how to plug up the Ethernet, um, if you can teach something, <clears throat> it puts you in a place of, uh, I'm the authority right now. I know what I'm talking about. Um, I'm very knowledgeable and it puts you in a space where like you, you are in control and you are comfortable with what you're doing. Um, <clears throat> there's like a story that I've heard before where it was like a, a boss and somebody who worked with, they worked with, um, they noticed like their self-esteem was kind of like bad and was trying everything like give her different tasks to do or like telling her like yes you know you're doing good like things are great um but it wasn't until he told her like hey actually can you can you show me how to do xyz or teach me something and then it was like she lit up and like she was able like she was in a different space when you're actually the one who's like showing somebody else how to do something so a way to raise your self-esteem would be to think about those things that you do well and like teach something literally like spend that time and in that same vein, like writing down all the things that you're good at, like naturally gifted at all of the things that are awesome about you. And that can also give you some ideas on things like you can teach, but also just ways to give yourself evidence. Like anytime you start to doubt how great you are, you can look back at this bank of resources and be like, actually, I'm pretty dope. Like from accomplishments, like on paper to things that are just dope about you, who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Another way to, to collect evidence about yourself is to make a simple pledge, like very simple, and then keep it. So that might be as simple as I'm going to read five minutes every day this week, or it can be as simple as I'm going to walk down the stairs to my car instead of the elevator. Things that you know you can do. Um, it doesn't have to be I'm going to jog 20 miles because you're not going to do that. <clears throat> um, but make very simple pledges. And then as you see, your see yourself, um, carry things out day to day to day or for however long you might say two days out of this week I'm gonna do something for one minute like whatever it is as long as you get it done it's like oh I, I did that and I can do it and I feel positive about myself so accomplishing um, in that way will be helpful in raising your self-esteem and one step at a time is like creating a snowball of amazing things so you start with something small you're able to upkeep that builds your confidence and leads to greater things so that's a great place to start. Another one is to keep track of the good things that happen at the end of each day or each week. You can do a gratitude journal. You can do a jar and just put a couple of things on little sheets of paper in. And then at the end of the year, you can read it. But just keeping track of the good things that happen. How does that help? Um, by what would you say? 
it, I would say it helps root you in gratitude because it's so easy to look at the things we're lacking or where we failed or where we messed up or where we're not where we think we should be. But whenever at the end of the day, if you sit down and actually look like, man, I had more wins and losses today and I didn't mm -hmm. even notice because I didn't count them. Or I didn't even think they were that big of a deal. But whenever you look back, you're like, wow, they really were a big deal. And so it's so important to learn to celebrate all of those moments in between, like even when you're not where exactly you think you should be, because they do matter and they help you build that confidence in yourself. Mm -hmm. Another way to raise your self-esteem is to treat yourself. So um, take an afternoon if you want to fix yourself up a bath or if you want to make you a really good meal or if you want to go to a restaurant um, and really indulge and like I'm gonna get the appetizer and a meal and a dessert hey. and a glass of wine. Mm -hmm. um, take yourself to the movies. When you treat yourself, you're treating yourself well, treating yourself more than the regular like normal day. Um, and that's good because like you don't necessarily have to wait for that from anybody. You can do that yourself. So whatever that looks like for you. Um, to treat yourself, do it and do it intentionally. And you're basically just treating yourself well and bringing your self-esteem up, how you feel about yourself. What is a way that you like to treat yourself? Um, I'll probably just say through mostly through food, um, through food Gatorade. and <laughs> lately, <laughs> um, through food, when I buy flowers, like I like to buy flowers and set them up in the house. Like it's little things too. It doesn't take much. Um, <clears throat> if I'm just doing a more intentional, like shower or bath, like things like that, where it just is like, you're actually thinking about, I'm taking time out. Yeah. And I think it's just the intention that matters. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. how big the act is, just the intention behind it. Um, another one is to help someone. It could be a friend. It could be someone who's less fortunate, community service, whatever it is. It's just reminding yourself that who you are and what you do is so needed in this world you are so blessed and grateful that you're actually able to give back to other people and that you can make a difference. Like, it's hard to feel, you know, poor and bad about yourself whenever, you know, you're being able to be, make a difference in others. And that's not to say comparative superiority. It's not that. It's just that, you know, you your cup is overflowing so much that you can give in time and resources mm -hmm. and love. Mm -hmm. I don't think I wrote these next ones. I did. So I wrote like, the next one. I could tell because I'm like, mm. <laughs> Let me see what you um, have to say about so, those. And one that I wrote was affirmations. And I think that's so important because we have so many negative thoughts a day that it's important to break them up. And I'm not saying say things that you know that you're not, man, I'm 6'3", and I am this, and I can run a mile in four minutes. Nothing that you know is not true about you, but things that you aspire to be, just affirming yourself like, man, I am so worthy. I have everything that I need. I love myself. Even if you're actively building up towards it, like, making sure that you're able to replace some of those negative thoughts with speaking life into yourself every day um, is important. Like I actually have a um, an affirmation written on my mirror, like right in front of me. And it's talking about how much money I make and what I do with my self-care brand. And it's so important. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to get there. And just making sure that you speak life into yourself. Um, the next one, the eighth one is doing things that bring you joy and that raise your vibration. And I think this is important to self-esteem because we can stay in a bad place of negative thoughts or in a negative pattern whenever we don't break that loop. And whenever you do things that bring you joy, that make you feel grateful, that that raise your vibration, it's really hard to stay in that negative place. And you start to break up that pattern in your brain. You're starting to rewrite those neural pathways. So if you're able to take a walk in the sunshine, if you're able to go spend time at the beach, it's kind of hard to be like, man, life is so terrible whenever you're able to do things that bring you so much joy every day. And in that same vein, um, hanging out with people that love you and love themselves. 
And this can be people that are older than you, women or men or mentors or friends or anything else, but people who will be like, bro, why are you talking to yourself like that? Or who just love themselves so much and they exude so much self-esteem and self-confidence that you're able to absorb that and just absorb that energy and be able to be around it. Like I just think about one of my mentors whenever I really just didn't know how to love myself and her self-love and her boundaries. Man, I used to be like, God, I just want to be able to have boundaries like her. Because that was what I was like, wow, she loves herself so much that she's able to say no to things, even if it's an amazing opportunity, because she doesn't feel like it, because she doesn't want to, because it's not the best thing for her. And that is okay. And that completely changed my mindset shift. Um, another one is, say, girl, she's like, nah, stop. Because how, how, I don't know how the next one makes sense either. Um, <laughs> practice. Practice. If you're trying to raise your self-esteem, it can be overwhelming to try to do all of these things at once, to try to rewrite your narratives and do things that bring you joy and hang out with these people and change your thought patterns and stop talking to yourself crazy. So start with one thing. So if you're going to start with affirmations, do that for a week or two weeks. And then whenever you're ready, try something else. Start branching out to hang out with people that bring you joy. Then start treating yourself. So practice is in a way that brings it and makes it real for your life. Because if you look at this list of 12 things, it can be overwhelming to try to do all of them at once. Don't do that. Do as many as you can in a realistic way in your life. Like, I'm going to start with one. I'm going to give it three minutes a day. That's all I got. Okay, cool. Every step you take in raising your self-esteem matters, and that's why I say practice. Because it's not like you just do these things and you're done. Mm -hmm. Because life happens, and life sucks sometimes, and it can be hard and difficult, and we have these ingrained thought patterns that sometimes we have to fight against. And so just practicing and making sure you take the time. Um, something you can definitely practice with is questioning limiting narratives um, and working on replacing those thoughts um, with things that you want. So, for example, whenever we made that list of all the things that you're really good at, Anytime that you start to beat yourself up like, man, I should have said this. I'm so dumb. I shouldn't have said that. You can look at your list of things that you're great at and be like, actually, I'm not dumb. I was nervous. I was anxious. I was in this new scenario. I didn't know what to say. Kind of put my foot in my mouth. Maybe next time I can try this instead. And you learn to be a little bit more gentle with yourself because the world wants us to hate ourselves. Like it is designed. We are socialized to think that we are not enough because whenever we're all empowered, then there's less money that we spend on bullshit. And the less we are invested in all of these ideologies. So just taking time to look at these negative um, thought patterns or these limiting limiting thoughts and then trying to replace them. And so I have an exercise um, if there's something like, man, Carly, man, Lexi, I don't know where to start. I have all these things going on. Take a second and jot down where you feel like you like your self-esteem is taking the biggest hit. For example, man, you know, I gained some weight during the pandemic. But the panini, the pandemic, whatever, like I don't feel as confident because I feel fat now or I feel whatever. I just want you to take time to write things down that you feel tear you apart or make you feel less than. And then once you write them down on another day, come back to it and start to ask yourself questions like, well, for example, like, man, I'll be so much more confident whenever I lose this weight, whenever I'm able to commit to the gym five days a week and do all this stuff. And then start to ask yourself questions like, well, where did I start to think that I wasn't good enough because I weighed this amount? Or what is an okay or perfect body? Like, where did I start to think that I had to be that to be okay? And then start thinking about, man, did people talk about my weight when I was growing up? Did I develop a complex? And the moment you start to break down these negative thoughts, you're able to free yourselves from them. Because so often people project their own limitations or thoughts or fears or things on you, and then we start to internalize them. And that can create things that, you know, pull down our self-esteem. And so 
a lot of times getting the getting to the root of our negative thought patterns is really what we struggle with with our self-esteem. Two things with these, um, the last one about questioning yourself and the exercises, um, I would add to this list, go to therapy. Because, Amen, please. And I'm just saying that because that is difficult to like, sometimes even know where your self-esteem is low and or to know what questions to ask yourself or to ask about that to really dive into it. Some people mm-hmm. can do that. Like I feel like we kind of can do that because we're always asking those types of questions. But for a lot of people, they may not be. And so a good way to explore some of these spaces would be to talk to a therapist or talk to somebody else. <clears throat> My second thought is another question to ask yourself or another way to ask a question um, in a maybe simple way to just get your things going is when you have certain thoughts, <clears throat> it could be good or bad. So this could be for any type of thought, but if you're just chilling and ask yourself, like, what does this thought do for me? How does this mm. thought serve me? Um, somebody asked me that the other day and they're like, yeah, but what did, what is thinking, what did doing that do for you? What did thinking that do for you? And so maybe it makes you feel safe. Maybe it makes you feel like less of a burden. Maybe it makes you feel, um, like whatever, or maybe it, it, you're like, yeah, that thought keeps me from actually trying to do something or it keeps me like this or that. Or if it's a good thing, like maybe that thought helps me to, um, you know, get a little bit more done, whatever it might be, right? But ask yourself, like, how does this thought serve me? What does this thought do for me? Um, and if maybe even if you can kind of, like, tally things up to just see, like, are you more on positive side or negative? Um, so it's like you don't have to think too, too hard. But, you know, how does it serve you? Where did it come from? Um, and then you, that maybe can start you kind of going down to some other questions as well. Absolutely. And I really like the recommendation of getting a professional because I've, you know, been seeing a therapist for a while so these are things that I do often if you haven't I recommend it but if not if you you know have whatever reservations just taking time to question those things that come up for you um and those are some great pointers for that so where are you at with your self-esteem with the assessment of your current self-esteem um if you feel like there's places where you can raise it Think about some of these exercises, some of these real things you can do. And like Carly said, um, you could try something, see how it feels. Sometimes it's like hard to remember to do a thing or maybe it's like, "Eh, this feels kind of phony. You could try something else. Um, But a lot of these things are, I don't want to say basically, but it's really just treating yourself well and acknowledging yourself, acknowledging what you know, acknowledging what you do have, acknowledging um, what you can do. And so taking the time to focus in on a lot of these different exercises can definitely raise your self-esteem and help you to be more aware of like maybe the spaces where you could use a little bit work of work as well. Because mm-hmm. we all do. And it's not none of this is an indictment on like you like, oh, man, I, I feel like I should have myself esteem this and this and this like yo it's, it's hard out here we're very much socialized to not like ourselves and so this is a revolutionary act to learn to love yourself and accept yourself and continue growing and healing um so be kind and gentle with yourself through this process too mm-hmm. so we hope you enjoyed this episode um please leave a comment on the website on social media carly's mm-hmm. couch um you can what else can they do they can call, call us the- you can Um, Hit us up however you would like. Let us know how you feel about it. Um, Also, let us know if you have any ideas or if there's anything specific that you would like to hear, any questions you have for us. We're always happy to engage with that as well. 
Absolutely. And we end every episode with a question of the week. And so this week's question of the week is, Lexi, where in my life am I not telling the truth? I don't know. For me? Mm -hmm. um, so where in my life am I not telling the truth? Um, in my life, I am not telling the truth about... Um, I am not telling the truth about uh, maybe particular areas of shame. Um, yeah, like there, there are some things that a lot of things that maybe that are around a space or certain spaces that I'll just keep to myself or I don't ever really like attack or talk about or approach. Um, and I'll, I'll probably take more of a stance like, oh, it's just whatever or, you know, this is something back in the day or whatever, but like not telling the truth about like how my relationship with it or how I really feel about it or what happened or what I did um, in some spaces. Mm, that's real. Um, I didn't even think about that, but I think there are probably some areas in my life where I could be more honest with myself about how things affect me um, or the impact that they made. I would say that for me, the one that came to top of mind was um, I'm not telling the truth about to myself about certain things that, like, I just don't want to do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to, like, work and stuff, it's like whenever you have gifts and you feel like you really help people, sometimes it's hard to let go of stuff even if you don't want to do it anymore. But, again, to self-esteem, like, I would be, you know, harming myself to not put my needs in once first. And so maybe I'm lying to myself because I know how good I am or how much I help other people. Mm -hmm. That's a good one, too. And then another thing that comes to mind is actually it's not necessarily for me. I can't think of a specific person, but for a, a lot of people, I'm sure places where you may not be telling the truth, you may not be, you may not be telling the truth about what you're happy with accepting, um, whether it could be like from a, a relationship or from a friend or from a situation. So like from a situation in your case, mm -hmm. like work, where you're like, oh yeah, I'm okay with like you know if they're dating like 20 other people. Or like Kiara said, it's like. Don't be the cool girl if you don't want to be the cool girl or yeah. guy. Yeah, so it's like really honoring, like, how do you actually feel about things and what do you actually need? Um, so be sure that you are telling yourself the truth. Like, you can lie to everybody else, but don't lie to yourself. It's your life. <laughs> Baby, so where are you not telling the truth in your life? Hit us up at Carly's Couch on all of the social, social media platforms. We would love to hear from you. Toodaloo. <laughs> Bye, y'all.